0: Girl podcast this is episode 11 shining night and this is Angie and I'm here as always with my friend Lissy and we've gotten some well one comment on our previous episode episode 10 about how uh, this person named Sarah said OMG, this is the best episode of Stargirl so far, filled with action and emotions. I love the podcast, too. I wish your podcast episodes were longer and you had segments like the other DC TV podcasts, like listener feedback or questions or anything like that. But it's still great. Keep it up, guys. Sarah, thank you for the comment. Um, the only problem is, is that we need more feedback to do <laughs> a segment. Yes for feedback we do like we like to um, in our previous episodes you heard us read some emails and some twitter comments and that's basically all we're getting so far like we're letting you guys in on the inner workings of this podcast we are sharing what we're getting um, so if y'all want to have more segments on this podcast just send us more things you gotta, you gotta give us the content um, Lizzie and I can't create that much yes. content for this podcast other than us uh screaming and reacting <laughs> to the episodes that we're watching so we would we would definitely appreciate more but thank you for your comments sarah we appreciate it like everyone just send us more stuff we love it right lizzie
1: we do again if you if we wake up next after next episode and we have 20 or 50 comments i promise we won't complain and we will do a segment, but sure. until until we have enough feedback to do a segment, we're probably just gonna ramble on about the episode like we do,
0: like like you've come to expect from Star Girl Podcast. Uh, speaking of emails, though, we did get an email um, based on our previous episode about Mary, the girl of a thousand gimmicks. Lizzie, did you want to read the email?
1: Yes, I'll read the email. The the email is from Steve Rice. Which I like that name. I don't know. It has a ring to it. It's a very um, st- and
0: strong name. It sounds like right. an NFL like linebacker, you know what I mean? Like
1: No, but and with the icon, he looks like a like a villain in some like please Steve don't come as a villain on StarGirl. <laughs> oh, I mean <Stay> <laughs> uh, Steve says, "Ladies, I love your podcast." I've been a JSA fan my whole life, but never read the Stars and Stripe comics. So Courtney's backstory is all new to me. I was thinking about Mary and the cosmic staff on the way to work. And I think I've hit a revelation. I love how he was just thinking about this, like driving to work. Like, we love it, Steve. Keep it up. Um, He continues. Henry Sr. kills Mary so that they can kill the JSA without her interference. Starman used the staff in that final fight, and it was acting like it does currently. He tells Pat to give the staff to someone worthy. the staff picks Courtney years later. The staff obviously has a mind of its own. And when it faced Rainwave, it it wiped his mind to when his wife had died. What if the personality inside the staff is Mary? She dies and inhabits her brother's staff. He dies and tells his best friend to not let it fall into unworthy hands because it's his sister mary sees corny as a person just like she was and picks her what do you think and then he um, send us best which is steve from kansas city well steve from kansas city i really like your theory i really <laughs> like it
0: hi <laughs> uh steve from kansas city again, I really appreciate that you're thinking about these things on the way to work. It makes me feel less alone as I think about (laughs) these things as I am at my day job. So at least you're being responsible and not doing it at work. Um, Also, yeah, excellent theory. We've always said that the staff has such a personality. I never would have considered that there was an actual like person's spirit in there i think it's certainly worth exploring what do you think lizzie
1: I, I my only problem with the theory is that pat has mentioned that the staff has always had a personality unless we're talking about the staff having someone else's personality and then it being be suppl- i don't know i mean this I is a know. comic a comic book show anything can happen anything um including yes, uh henry jr coming back Back at some point so yes anything we were like open to the fact that anything could happen um but this is an interesting theory nonetheless like maybe the staff had a little bit of a personality that uh, the staff was getting from Starman, and then now the staff is a little sassier because it's mary i, I absolutely know. would love that because we really like the
0: staff and you know what i've been referring to this she most of this time so it would be really cool if it actually was like there was like a feminine spirit in the staff I think that would be really fitting considering the show is star girl and very focused on female empowerment and we so not to like automatically get into the episode but we did get that like self-empowerment like line that I've been waiting for from this whole series which we're definitely going to talk about but i don't think we have any more um comments or emails do we we don't that's why we can't do a
1: listener feedback (laughs) segment so again listeners (laughs) if you want a segment please send us your thoughts and then we'll figure it out um And, and I guess now we have to, I, I think, like, before we get into Shining Night, I, I have two things to say. First, the episode had very little to do with Shining Night. That which was I think, literally my first note. <laughs> which I think is the same thing they pulled the last few episodes, because the episode called Brainwave had more Brainwave Jr. And the episode called Brainwave Jr. had a little more of Brainwave's backstory. So they've been playing this off on us for a while and yeah there was a little bit of shining night yes mm-hmm. justin they show up at past whatever but was anyone focused on that i don't think so you know and also mm-hmm. no let me just get this i think this is the episode andy and i thought was coming since the show started since season zero since we met and first discussed star girls so it's good to be here
0: it is really nice to be here and to also be correct because we talked about this way back in season zero. Um, What you were saying about how for an episode called Shining Night, there wasn't a lot of Shining Night. I wrote down a more accurate title would be Deadbeat Dad. Like That (laughs) should have been the name of the episode. Uh, What did you want to talk about first? There's a lot.
1: Yes. There's always a lot. I I think it's sort of Um, I mean, I think we should just start with the thing that we most discussed. And um, if you're listening, Andy, I am sorry, but I am super happy this is how it ended up. Because Andy and I, I mean, having read the the comics, we figured Starman wasn't really Courtney's dad. But there was a moment there where the show kept pushing it that we thought, what if they do make him uh, Courtney's dad? Mm -hmm. Especially, I think, with the Henry Jr. thing and his cousin, and we were like, "Uh, what if that's what they're going for? Mm -hmm. And I am so glad that's not what they're going for because it gives us the moment in this episode which is Courtney realizing sort of that she didn't need to be Starman's daughter to be a hero. That's not what it was about. And the whole thing with Pat, Pat had a couple of very good... um, like he was basically like the pep talk and he's much better at it than Courtney is. Um, and when he was like, the staff shows you because it believed in you. And now it's just waiting for you to believe in yourself. I was like, okay, let me have a moment here. <laughs> I need it to breathe. Um, and then yes, that moment at the end where Courtney is, I can't do it alone. And she calls Pat and then she calls her mom. And then she stands there and then she is star girl um because she believed that she could be despite the fact that her dad was a uh, not star man and not even a good guy um i think it was very very powerful because it, it's a message that you don't need to come from it's what we wanted from ray in star wars it's a message that yes. you don't need to come from a legacy to be a hero you can be a hero on your own and that's what we wanted from Courtney and that's even what her friend said even one emotion Rick said it so
0: I'm really glad you brought up the idea of legacy well because I've talked about at length on this podcast and I think others about how I don't believe that heroes need to come from a legacy to tell an emotionally powerful story. So I'm glad you're the one who said it this time, because I feel like I would just be repeating myself over and over. But I will say that that line from Pat, where he tells her, it's just waiting for you to believe in yourself. That is the self empowerment line I have been waiting for for this whole dang season. And I was so pleased that it came from Pat too, and just really showing how he's the father figure that she didn't know that she needed for this uh, right. series. Like the fact that she went to Pat repeatedly in this right. episode, like she um, calls for him when her dad first arrived and she's like, I need to talk to Pat. And we're all like, Oh, okay. So there's that. And then there's how she just hugs him after her right. biological dad yeah. breaks her heart, how she just hugs pat and cries like on his chest and then she brings her mom and pat to like activate her powers i'm like dude those are her parents right there those are her parents standing behind her side by side it's such a like beautiful family moment and let's not forget to talk about mike later oh because we still have a lot to unpack with deadbeat dad but like Let's not forget about Mike. I think this show really is trying to underscore Mike's upcoming significance because they keep dropping hints. But this right. episode was this episode was Breck's episode for sure. It, it, it oh really was. Her performance he, this entire episode, man, because she wasn't always at a 10. You know what I mean? Like when I mean 10, I mean like, like very, very like, highly emotional or just like very much like tearing or crying just like at a very high level she was operating a lot in this like middle space and like showing the complexity of how she was feeling in her eyes it was she killed it like how henry jr killed the last episode courtney slash breck by she she killed this episode lizzie i
1: 100 agree i i when you were started talking about her performance, I started thinking about that moment in the, before the hug um, with Pat, where he's like, and I think Luke Wilson does a great job too. But Luke Wilson has been consistent
0: um, in
1: in in what Pat has been. And then there's that moment where he says, "Whatever you need, Courtney. Like, if you want to scream at me, I can take it. If you and I think that was also perfect, like legitimately what she needed to hear." She needed, after what her dad did, she needed to to think or to hear or to understand that Pat would be here for her no matter what she did um, and how that sort of uh, contrasted to her, to her real dad. Um, and then you see her face, and her face is, like, hard, and then it, like, sort of breaks, and you mm-hmm. think she's going to scream at Pat, and instead she runs at him. And I was like, <sighs> mm-hmm. okay, let me rewatch that scene. <laughs> and then let me watch it again I'm fine and then her mom watching from the stairs Ugh. and I was like how can you leave this man after all of this like I know there are other things but like how could you consider
0: divorcing this man Barbara come on especially since Pat runs after Sam yells at him and then punches him oh my gosh my yes. favorite my favorite thing that he says is you're lucky i'm busy <laughs> right I, I wrote it down too it's like
1: i got things to do i, I would kick your ass even more um but he basically tells him, don't ever come back and i wrote that like 20 times like get out of here don't come back please don't come back um So I'm glad someone said it because, um, I mean, I think Barbara, for example, felt guilty about sending that email. But I think this is something that Courtney needed to see.
0: Definitely. Um, And I think it's also interesting that we only really saw Sam's true colors. Well, like, yeah, there was that scene on the porch, too, but how he truly reveals himself to just be an asshole it's only to pat so he puts on this show for courtney he puts on the show for barbara but in front of pat that's when we're like oh he actually is the worst because he has that line about like oh barbara you know she doesn't look as great as when i had her and that's when i was like i I would i would have punched him too i definitely would have punched him (laughs) right um and
1: i i i would say i appreciated how much they cast an actor that really did look like Joel McHale. Mm
0: -hmm. Um,
1: Because like when you are, like in the beginning of the episode where he's in the bus and then he, he, you're like, there was a moment where I was like, if this is Joel McHale, um, or if they pull like the, I don't know, twin brother or something, I'm gonna be like, I was like this, because from the back, he sort of had this Joel McHale look. So Mm -hmm. I was like, it could be Sylvester. But why? Um, and then you see him and you're like, yeah, you know what? You look close enough, but clearly not the same. And that's one of those moments where I really appreciate the casting because the picture she has in the locket looks a lot like Starman. Mm-hmm.
0: But, but it also looks like Sarah. So one of
1: the things. Right. Mm hmm. So mm-hmm. thank you, casting department, from do- for doing this well. Um, the only thing is that this dude, um, I think the name of the actor is Jeff. Jeff Stoltz. Um, um, he looks handsome, and I will never in my entire life find him, ha- find him <laughs> handsome again. So you have ruined this poor dude for me. <laughs> that is true.
0: We hate you now. We're sorry. <laughs> uh, I... I think we're gonna have to talk about the porch scene because as oh. we are Stargirl podcast, we did read the Stargirl comics and I saw this scene coming. I saw it. I knew it was gonna happen because it was too good and too heartbreaking to read in the comics for them not to put it on the show. So when Sam sits Courtney down on her front porch and he has the Audacity to ask for her (laughs) locket for money to use as a down payment for a home. I like, even though I knew this exact scene was coming, I was just gutted. How about you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that despite the fact that she'd already. Seen him, And I mean, he was trying to play like he was a nice guy. I think Courtney was sort of seen through him from the beginning, but like she was sort of also in a very Courtney way trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, Um, at least till that moment. Um, And then he says that, and you can sort of see how the ideas that she had about who her dad was, but also who she was, sort of crumbled. Like, you can see it in her face. It's, again, um, the level of performance we got from Breck in this episode. That you can sort of see it in her face um, when she sort of resigns herself to letting go of this part of who she thought she was. Um, and, and I think it it's super important that, I mean, this isn't who Stargirl is. This isn't who Courtney is. But the locket has meant so much to her for so long that it's of course super hard to get rid of it especially when she's taking it up and you can see that she knows that as she's giving it to him she's sort of like breaking up with him in Mm -hmm. a way
0: yeah it's it's like uh, it's like when you break up with someone and you return their stuff in a box it's like she (laughs) was breaking up with her bio dad like that locket was such a key part of her identity for such a long time. And her the idea of her being Starman's daughter was also pretty, like, a it was shorter than the locket. But it certainly became, like, really significant to her and who she thought she was as Courtney and as Stargirl. And I thought it was really, it was really well done how Sam says, I'll be back, Courtney. And she says, sure, Sam. So she doesn't mm-hmm. call him dad or anything close to that at all. I thought that was really well done. And man, my heart just, it just broke, especially because they really teased it out, man. They really gave us like breadcrumbs that like, maybe Sam's okay. Oh, he's taking her to breakfast. Oh, they're bonding. But no, like Debbie dad got a deadbeat dad. He showed his true colors Christmas time 10 years ago. We really don't need to know like he didn't have any excuse and for a while right. I thought that maybe there maybe they'll give us an excuse later, but I think we're all not interested in that excuse anymore because there is no excuse. He's just a bad dad.
1: Right. And he's not even the kind of bad dad who knows he had no excuse and came back um, admitting that he did wrong. He just he hasn't changed at all. And he's not the kind of person Courtney needs in her life. He was just there, basically. So she could understand that she didn't need him. Um, Mm
0: -hmm. She has a
1: family now, um, a new one. And I'm even including her friends in that because even though we didn't get enough of her friends. um, And again, we are only getting scenes with Rick and Beth when the kids are separate. They are doing a really... I mean, at this point, you can't say they're not doing it on purpose. They're keeping Rick and Beth in one side, and Yolanda on the other. And I know it made sense for who Yolanda was to not have her with them in that moment. But it's just, at this point, you got to start thinking what they're trying to set up, even if it's not romantic, with Beth and Rick. But we don't really have to go into it, because we've talked about it before. I just wanted to mention it again.
0: That it's happening. And yeah, because obviously, Yvette was on set, because she was in the other scene, right? So why wouldn't they have her in that scene too we're right. talking about the pit stop scene right yeah yeah the, yeah 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 we saw yeah. we saw yvette later so why was yeah. she in that scene yeah, yeah.
1: And, but i really want to talk about the scene where they're all of them together and courtney's like i'm not star girl starman wasn't my dad um basically i'm nothing and then they all react right away with no it doesn't matter even rick who could have been like (laughs) well uh my dad was a superhero so who are you he's immediately brings out his one emotion and it's like well then the staff is stupid (laughs) if the staff like i i do appreciate like uh, we we've talked before about how we want more from rick but i do appreciate his one emotion being consistent in like, he's not just angry at the world. He's protective, angry as well.
0: Yeah, he's, he's trying to, like, trans. pump up his girls, you know? Like, he's just yes. trying to, like, rally the girls around him. Like, you got this. That thing is stupid. You can do this.
1: Right? And then it—that that is so important considering he's the only guy. Uh, and he's not the leader. And he clearly knows it. So... I mean, maybe it's a silly thing to appreciate, but I I just I just appreciated that he was like, No, you are good. It's the stuff. That's dumb, Courtney. I was like, thank you Rick, for your he didn't help at all.
0: But he tried. Yeah, I mean, I think we're going to, we're certainly going to get more of them as we look towards the final two episodes, especially, especially since Rick was like, you know, I think I'm really close to cracking this journal, blah, 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 like the journal continues to be brought up. So I think, I think we are going to get more of them. Um, We haven't talked about Sir Justin at all for an episode called Shining Night. So you want to get into it?
1: Right, because I think he was the least important part. In, in a way he was like the, I'm sorry sir, just in, in, in a way he was like 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 the lighter part of an episode that was very intense. Like I didn't expect episode 11 to be this intense or to end. Like I felt worried all the time. Mm-hmm. Like there was a level of like consistent worry. I was like, is it going to start? Are they all going to just come like because because that's what I assume is going to happen in the last two episodes. <clears throat> we're going to have an all-out fight. I mm-hmm. mean, whatever, if we can even manage an all-out fight when Brain Boy is as powerful as he is. Um, so I was sort of waiting for that. And then the, the suggesting parts were like, um, my only note about it is that, why were they the seven? Like, if there were eight people, like, every we've mentioned this before, but, like, Pat still doesn't have an answer. Not <laughs> only are you people bad at superhero names, you can't even count, <laughs>
0: <laughs> pat, i'm like i'm really disappointed in here <laughs> my my main note uh, was in like the first scene where justin sees pat in his stripesy outfit in like a vision didn't that... like waldo he looked like waldo and it also looked like the photo shoot of a boy band album cover but like the behind the scenes footage where like the boys will like turn around and like smile like it seemed very like 90s to me I kind of loved it it seemed like a dream sequence
1: <laughs> I mean they were Pat's original boy band so <laughs> I mean that uh, why not um, I I really more than se- Sir Justin, again, Sir Justin is a new element. And he could be a character we end up really loving, but we haven't seen enough of him to be like, oh, I really love this character. Or uh, right now, like we're all like, Well, we really love that you came by now because we're probably gonna need you. But other than that, there's no emotional connection. So I, I started noticing other things like do you notice Pat trying to defend the kids? Um who have like Pat. Like, they have, like, at least Rick. Like, he, mm-hmm. Rick had the our man in his hand. He could have done something. And Pat was like, no, no, no. Uh, I'll stand in front of the kids. And then the kids, I mentioned this to Angie, because I went back in other episodes, and I cannot get over how <laughs> Rick always calls Pat, Pat, and then Beth always calls him Mr. Dugan. It's like such a... Uh, a thing that shows like the personality of the kids but it's super funny when they're yelling at each other pat mr dugan pat it's like (laughs) come on kids
0: it really does show you so much and we see in that scene that like justin his you know his memories his brain in general has been severely compromised but he actually repeats that like someone has taken it from him and we get hints throughout the episode and we assume that it's brainwave right because jordan talks about yeah because jordan talks about how he doesn't want brainwave to uh, mind erase barbara because no one is the same after so that's a hint that they have already done it before who would obviously be justin right like am i right in putting that together
1: that's what i thought too um i mean the the interactions between like an no, we're jumping from shining night. I'm sorry, Justin, that you're not more interesting. The more interesting know. thing you said was like the queen, yeah. the queen comment at the end. Was,
0: she is a queen. That keep that. I was like keep that
1: energy for the next two episodes because we are gonna need it. Um, for sure. But other than that, I thought I thought the Jordan and Henry interaction in this episode was super interesting. Especially there's a like we'd wonder about this, but there's an offhand a comment about we're going to get everything you wanted and everything your wife ever wanted. And I was like, <laughs> well, there goes the theory that the wife wasn't as bad. Bye. Yeah. Theory. yeah. So that doesn't bode well for our baby.
0: Cameron. Yeah. Aww. We didn't see this episode. Yeah. He's been,
1: again, either he's been missing for a while. Like either he's going to come out like full icicle junior outfit and everything or what, um, I don't know, especially now that the dad knows his girlfriend or would-be girlfriend is Stargirl. So, mm-hmm. um, and I, I I, really did appreciate that they gave us a second of pause for Jordan about Barbara. Uh, but then he went full on villain when he was like, oh, I killed Mike too. Don't forget about Mike. We killed <laughs> leave um kids because i mean then they we get into trouble so yeah take care of the kid too and i was like oh i mean (laughs) he's the villain so i shouldn't even be surprised but a part of me felt like that was like it's not that i liked jordan before okay it's not that i didn't know he was a villain but you know how there's a a line they cross they cross where you're like oh that's it i'm done with you forever i hope you burn that was my (laughs) line
0: burn in hell if you can't burn because your body's made of ice (laughs) but imagine
1: it would be super painful for him to just like continue to burn and then he'd have to use his powers and try again again and again that sounds like good torture
0: yeah uh i think it was interesting that brainwave like straight up points out like um dude I killed my wife and son right. and you can't kill an employee that you have a crush on. That's dumb.
1: <laughs> I mean, from his point of view, I totally get it.
0: I get um, it. And isn't it weird that I like get, I get that logic.
1: I mean, we don't have to agree with what brainwave did, but the logic does hold up It does hold. when he's telling Icicle like, uh, hello. <laughs> and then your wife wanted this too. Um, which is another good point that we didn't I mean it makes sense considering his parents um it just makes me super worried about what the future has in store for the kid
0: yeah especially since brainwave says that when his son died he felt his powers grow like he absorbed his son's powers it was gross I hope nothing similar happens to uh Jordan and Cameron, because that would be that would be really unpleasant to watch.
1: But but wouldn't it be interesting? I mean, if it were the other way around, like we know they can't be the Injustice Society, all of it, um, in season one. But they could be Jordan. What if then Cameron gets all his dad's powers and he's just standing there, like, what is going on?
0: Cool. And, and that's like
1: the end of sort of the season, and that sets him up for whatever. For
0: season two, Lizzie, why don't you write for this show? I don't right. understand. Hire You've been me saying for so long. <laughs> That's a great idea. I think that would be really like juicy to get into. Oh my gosh!
1: Right, especially with the with the what they already set up with Courtney, Because you know Courtney, even if they beat Icicle, she's going to go into it afterwards being like, I have no reason to believe Cameron is also bad. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. And it would be probably good TV if she, she gave him the benefit of the doubt What he was struggling with his other side. And then he ended up being... I mean, I know we said we didn't want romantic entanglements for Courtney. That doesn't mean I want her in the middle of this pain... Mm-hmm. But I also I also recognize she's the main character, so pain is coming anyway. Mm-hmm. So that would be an interesting storyline, at least, while she's in pain. And we're in pain because she's in pain.
0: Mm. Oh, yeah. And also, I mean, the stakes continue to rise on this show because it. remember how we made fun of the, like, uh, here's the middle of the map of America and that's all they're doing. Right. Okay, great. Um, but no, now he's like, oh, we're going to get a full half of America. And I was like, well, that was a jump from episode to episode, but that is because like he said, he absorbed the powers of his son supposedly. But if you do go back and think about it too, um, every time that brainwave or like junior killed someone, they didn't, they feel stronger anyway. So it could have also just been that like, reaction to like not only did you kill someone you killed your family member not necessarily absorbing power so maybe jr could still be around but seems like we're not seeing him the rest of the season
1: and i think for sure i think again since this is a comic book show um they could bring him back in season two like dragon king is right there he could have done whatever <laughs> um we know he can But I don't think they have any intention of bringing him back right now. Or even, like, probably what they're thinking to do in season two. And if Henry Jr. at some point comes back, it might be end of season two. Or maybe we get a season three. I don't don't think he's in the plans for the short term. I actually think what they meant for him to be was the sacrifice. Like, every superhero show tends to have, like, a death that, like, hits everyone hard and like changes everything um usually in the first season sadly I think that was what Henry was meant to be sadly Mm -hmm. I say because at the end he had so much potential
0: I I definitely agree and if we're going to be talking about potential we've been speculating about Mike for a while. And the poor baby still doesn't know anything. It's always like, when are they just going to give this kid a break and just let him into the goings on of the family? And then we get that line of the, at the end of the episode where Jordan basically says something like, we can't leave a legacy running around. And I'm like, hold on. He's a legacy. Like, is he talking just about like the fact that he's, Pat's kid and Pat is obviously or, like a hero or does this mean that mom was also a hero? Or because I
1: or, or I also thought of another thing or is he not Pat's kid? Oh, because, kid I mean <laughs> I don't know but like Pat ran around with 20 different superhero ba- boy bands. I mean, I just why is he a legacy like because Pat doesn't have any powers? So the, the word legacy was just weird. Or yes, it, it's either his mom was a superhero. But if if that's so, it just feels weird to me that they haven't brought it up. I know they've thrown some hints that there's something there with Mike's whole, you don't know what we've been through together and whatever, but there, there's clearly something there. But I also thought for a moment, what if there, the story that's there is not that something happened to his mom or yes, but that... For some reason, Pat was interested to take care of of Mike, who might not even be his kid. It's just when they said the word legacy, I was like, oh, my God, this could be so many different things. Oh, my God. And they all need to tell Mike, like, first thing that happens in episode 12 needs to be them (laughs) calling Mike's like, okay, we're going to go. People are going to come kill us now. So sit down. We got (laughs) things to tell you that you need to know before evil person comes trying to kill us all.
0: Yeah, listen, if you're going to invite a knight of the round table to stay in your guest room, you should probably let your kid know what's going on. <laughs> I'm just right. Saying. Poor Mike. And, and I, he clearly knows that something's going on. Yeah, and that's what's so so frustrating for like us as a viewer too, is that we kind of side with him because we know that there is so much going on, and kids, especially like I mean, at the age that Mike is, they're way more perceptive than we think they are. And he obviously knows something's happening. Just tell him. I do like that Barbara already seems to trust Pat, like that, that trust kind of like bounced back and. I think if I were in her position and Pat was like, okay, there's a night of the round table coming over. He kind of has lost his mind a little bit, but he's totally cool. It's fine. I would question that a little bit, but she's like, okay, no, well, he obviously needs to stay here. Here's a bed. Go to sleep. Like, what a great woman
1: she went into superhero mom mode very quickly because I really like the conversation she has with Courtney where she's like, you're my kid. I wish I could take you away from this. But if I do that, am I responsible for people dying? Which is sort of the position I wanted her to be in because that's exactly what the thing is. Um, It's not as simple as, well, Courtney, Courtney, pack up, we're leaving. Even if she were leaving Pat. And then Pat at one point is like, take Courtney and take Mike. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Oh yeah, and I might leave you here and you're gonna do what? She she basically is like, You don't seem very good at planning. It seems <laughs> like you need me. Which to be fair, she's right about.
0: She's totally right. That's what I think about when I watch these episodes. I'm just like, is no one taking notes throughout these, like, different meetings that you're having to create, like, actual plans? Like, there needs to be a note-taker in this group. Like, seriously. I do like that Barbara seems to really... Like, her role is starting to be, like, superhero mom. I think that that was, like, a really good, like even though it was fast, it was a good evolution for her. And yeah, they do have to act like everything is normal, even though their entire world is upside down, to the point where Courtney's bio dad coming around isn't, like, the most significant thing that's happening (laughs) to that town right now. It's just... And Pat's just... I don't know how Pat has all of the mental energy to juggle all of these different Things and put out all of these fires that are happening I don't know how he's doing it but he like we said like Courtney and Breck are like the MVP of this episode I mean second place is probably Pat and Luke Wilson because he's doing a whole heck of a lot
1: I, I think I have, we'll probably talk about this when we do some sort of season recap but I do think Luke Wilson might be the MVP of the season um, <laughs> He's sort of been the glue that holds everything together. Even the kids who were at some point sort of separate, I think he's sort of been the glue that holds everything together. But I really, really love what they've done with Barbara in in the last uh, few episodes in particular. Like, I think she needed to get here. And it's so different. Like, we talked about how Pat and Barbara were the only decent parents in Blue Valley. They still are, and they've gone up, like, 20. Pl- it's not just... Mm -hmm. like they are from Barbara like from the beginning of the episode where Sam shows up and Courtney's like this is not my dad and Barbara's face is like honey I'm the one that had sex with him Like (laughs) I think I would know she's like oh how do I tell you that do you know how babies are made (laughs) um, and then um, it's like and I also appreciate that she never seems to get angry at the fact that Courtney's having dad issues and her dad issues sort of translate to her wanting to talk to Pat. And, and she never seems to to feel like that's wrong or like that that takes anything away from her because it doesn't. Courtney's just trying to find this parental figure that she never had. And she sort of found with Pat. And then there's here comes this other guy who is a deadbeat dad. And then she just, it, it's, I think, kind of normal for Courtney to look back at Pat and be like, why are you my dad? Mm -hmm. Um, even though in so many ways he is and then we're getting closer to that moment where Courtney's just like the dad to Mm -hmm. Pat and and Pat came close to calling, like when he tells him like I care so much about that kid and I was like Mm -hmm. you can tell her you can tell him she's basically your daughter I I will cry here I will cry here
0: I will cry right here. I was that I mean going back to that scene where Courtney was crying on Pat's chest, I was the tears were there, man, like yeah. I felt that cuz I think we've all had, you know, we all have different like moments like that where we have to turn to a parental figure and it may not be the one that you expect, but it ends up being the perfect one for you at that moment, and I think that's that's what happened with Courtney. And I think the only other, the only other thing that I like wrote down in my notes for things that I wanted to talk about was, there are a lot of pictures of the bulldog in the house. <laughs> you think <laughs> the,
1: the bulldog is also a superhero? That's I what you're that- saying.
0: I mean, I think there there are always hints, Lizzie. We know that there are those relics, just like chilling in Courtney's closet. The dog can get into one of them. I'm just saying, they're they love that dog in that house.
1: I mean, super dog. It, I'm totally in. Let's do it. I mean, I love dogs, um, so I wouldn't complain. Um, but we did find a lot of relics that we now see, we figured, but we now see our setup for a season two because they're not showing up now. And at this point, I don't want anyone new showing up in the last episode. Like, hi, I'm here to help. No, no, no. My babies got this. Okay. (laughs) Let them take care of this. I don't know how they got this. I have no idea what they're going to do. And if this is like, this is when I start worrying about little things. Like if, Episode uh, 12 and 13 are all going to happen, like, at the same time. Rick only has one hour of strength.
0: And his brain <laughs> isn't even, like, working that much. So, like, how do we do this? <laughs> like... Time management, Rick. Time management.
1: Yes. Um. I mean, um, I, I hope that he can just sort of crank the code in the, in the notebook because he hasn't been very helpful... Outside of his one hour of strength. And not even then. If we're being honest. Um, and I also wish. Uh, Bet had more to do than like. Use the goggles and say things. Um, but I I really. I really want the kids. And I guess Sir Justin and Pat. Stripe can help. But I really want them to be able to. Take care of this. I don't know how. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm not even like. Going to speculate on how. They can take brainwave an icicle um but I really want no one else to help now it's like don't bring out the green lantern someone like at the end it's like oh I'll save the day no 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 no
0: <laughs> what if it's the dog that ends up being the green lantern
1: uh, then I'm fine if it's a dog that <laughs> saves the day then I, I take back everything I said
0: It would be fun just to have like literally the whole family be superheroes at one point, but that's probably pretty silly. I do agree with you that if a Green Lantern shows up, I would be upset like I or like a Thunderbolt like I don't I don't need any more characters to crowd my brain right now as it is we already know too little about sir justin i feel like he's going to be really important to this final boss battle particularly when it comes to dragon king because one of the things that justin did keep saying was like he was chasing the dragon and that's clearly him referring to dragon king i think so i know justin's going to be important let's focus on fleshing that out and let's focus on the kids that we already know who right you know haven't gotten much of the spotlight in the past couple episodes right we that.
1: we haven't gotten like when we got Yolanda's episode I said well this is nice to see now let's give me more and they haven't given me more about Yolanda's family so now they just feel very one note mm-hmm. because I only got them in one episode and then that's part of um, choosing that storyline for Yolanda and not like because at this point I'm like is she still like supposed to be grounded because she goes out of the house whenever she wants in her superhero costume so either her parents are not paying attention or something changed there and you haven't told me um, same with Rick and his um, at, um, uncle like his uncle seemed to be the one who was on his ass every second and now Rick's like hanging out at Pat's every day it's like um i don't know if this computes but the kids just haven't had enough time
0: yeah Um, and um beth has presumably stopped making lunches for her parents so are they not (laughs) asking what she's doing (laughs) instead like uh, are they eating (laughs) like
1: what did they do did they hire like um a maid did they a cook like did they hire like subscribe to one of the services that drops off
0: food in your home or can they cook?
1: I would like to know.
0: Beth's family subscribes to Blue Apron now. (laughs) Because
1: they can't cook. I don't know because that's been, we got so many weird hits at their families and we haven't seen them more. So now the families just look very one note. And I know we didn't have a long season. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't think we're gonna have time with like imminent imminent death coming to like go into that in the last two episodes. Wish our call stars and stripe part one and part two. So I guess that's just gonna be fighting.
0: Yeah, I think we do have a second season pretty much set as far as like things that we want to see. Like Obviously they'll need to raise the stakes as far as like the overall threat, but we definitely need to get into more of the like family lives of all of these characters. Cause we got like their family in the intro and then we haven't really seen them since. So that's what yeah. I would be interested yeah. in.
1: Yeah. And then some sort of more bonding between them. Um, Yolanda and Rick have ended up being very one note in there. Yolanda a little less. But she's also had like two emotions and one of them is anger. And Rick only (laughs) has one and that's anger. So, So And Beth has one and it's cheerful. Right. So they all need a little more development. um, Because they, they are a little... And they're not, they're a little one dimensional, all of them. And I understand it's because we haven't had enough time, but we really, uh, hopefully this is something that we can see in the last two episodes, not necessarily development in their families, but of the team working together. Because I assume mm-hmm. Courtney, now that she got off her over her issues, is going to pick up the phone and be like, hey, can you guys come over? People are trying to kill me and my <laughs> family. Thank you.
0: <laughs> That's how that sounded exactly like the phone call Lilo makes in Lilo and Stitch where she called <laughs> Mr. Bubbles. Hello, <laughs> oh, Mr. Bubbles. Aliens are attacking my house. <laughs> exactly where my brain went.
1: <laughs> well, yes. Um, not aliens, but supervillains are attacking Courtney's house and she mm-hmm. needs help. Please do not turn the hourglass yet, Rick. Just get there. Just... <laughs>
0: Yeah, time management. Do you think he could break it up into like 15-minute intervals or once it's flipped, it's like done?
1: I think once it's flipped, it's like done because if he could break it up, then what are you doing? Rick? Why haven't you done that before? Like, we need to talk about this. Although maybe the, the super notebook gives him a way to extend it. We don't know what the the notebook has. Maybe he has a way to extend it um, because that's something his dad um, invented pretty much.
0: Yes. Uh, Did you have anything else you wanted to discuss?
1: Uh, No. Just how I love this show and I don't want it to end.
0: When the episode when Justin says our queen is risen, I felt that in my heart. I was like, this is the best show. (laughs) Right. Oh, uh,
1: and, I, and i think we're so glad that when we signed up for this it was just i think i signed up on the idea of a female superhero that literally um, me too <laughs> and and we didn't know how it was gonna end up being and there isn't exactly um um long and happy story of telling female superhero stories on tv or movies or anywhere so i think we got lucky and we appreciate it and uh, we know the show is coming back for a second season but we also know we're gonna have to wait and that makes us kind of sad as we get into the last two episodes
0: Mm -hmm. and again we would appreciate any comments and emails and tweets And you can visit us at stargirlpodcast.com for all the latest news about the Stargirl show. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Stargirl Podcast as well. Subscribe to Stargirl Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. And while you're on Apple Podcasts, set us up with some five-star reviews. We haven't gotten a review in like a month now. And I feel like we're due for another one. So please, if you haven't, please do that for us.
1: Yes. And also, we made this a longer episode, um, Sarah, without even meaning <laughs> to. So, yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> don't <we>
1: forget. <laughs> right? Yes. Um, so, you can put that in our five-star review. Um, also, don't forget that we're part of the DCTV Podcast Network. We're podcasts for all the DC shows at dctvpodcast.com. Follow the network on social media at DCTV Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, you can also subscribe to our mega feed on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. DCTV Podcast also has its own T Public Stores. So if you're interested in DCTV related merch, click on the link in the show notes and get some awesome gear as Sid helps support the network so we can continue to make these podcasts. Finally, if you have any questions or thoughts about Stargirl, email us at, at gmail.com or drop us a comment on Twitter. See you later.